When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 47. As a former classroom teacher, now homeschooling mom of five, I love to equip and encourage other homeschool families. So stick around to learn how to homeschool with Moxie. It's about embracing your journey and finding your groove. Show notes for today's episode can be found at 41more.com forward slash 47. This episode is brought to you by my entrepreneurial online courses for teens. If your teens would love to start their own podcast, maybe open an Etsy shop or become an eBay reseller, then I've got courses for them. They're step-by-step, easy to follow. They'll walk your kids through all that's needed to start any of these businesses. And the best part is while they're making money on the side, they can also be earning credit on their transcript. So check all these courses out at 41more.teachable.com and you can save 20% if you use the coupon code MOXIE. Welcome to episode 47, which is all about homeschool motivation for kids. But before we talk about our homeschools, let's talk about the status quo and the problem in the school system today, the public school system, and even traditional schools, uh, even private schools, some of them are having the same issue. So what's happening? And you know this, if you went to school, if your kids were in public school for any length of time, I was the public school teacher. We all are acquainted with the situation. Right to accommodate grading, a teacher needs to be able to get grades for the 30 kids in their class. So, what happens? The curriculum becomes factual, it needs to be um, true or false, multiple choice, it needs to be like easily graded stuff. You need to be able to spew the facts back out on a standardized test because those things are easy to grade. It's much harder to grade an essay or to hear a logical presentation of an argument. You're not gonna you're not gonna ask kids in a classroom to do that. It's way too hard for the teacher to grade. And you know, real re- realistically so. And so what are we emphasizing in the traditional classroom? We're emphasizing just knowing the terms and the facts and memorization. I was an awesome student growing up. I thrived in a traditional setting because I was that kid who could memorize everything and spit it out and get a hundred percent. But did that mean I really knew the information down deep in my core being and I really could understand complex things? No, it didn't. But because you have a whole classroom and you need to get those really quick grades to be able to put on the report card, um, real thinking is often left behind. And we see this all the time. Kids don't even understand what they're learning, but they can spit back facts and terminology. And you know, the desire for knowledge is crushed by this. 
kids aren't, kids don't want to work hard. They're, you end up having such a passive learning situation where the teacher's working super hard to come up with creative lesson plans and to come up with awesome ways to present the material. And the kids are just these sponges and just trying to like, okay, or a bucket, fill me up. And it's the teacher's job to fill me up. This is a terrible way to do school. And this is why I highly recommend that if you homeschool, you don't just replicate school at home. Just don't do everything that a traditional school does. That's not the best way to teach and it's not the best way to learn. It's really not the best system. Remember, our public education system was made in an era when we had to train people to work in factories and they needed to be able to just do a task. And and it's just such a low level um thinking process. We don't require higher level thinking. We don't want innovation. We want people that'll follow directions and do what they're told in the factory. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about how public school is structured. So what does public school end up doing or traditional school in any sense? It schools the curiosity right out of children. Children don't get to explore and enjoy the natural curiosity that they're born with. And so this is why in your homeschool, the best motivation for learning is going to be a love of knowledge. And I know so many homeschool families homeschool for this. One of the the main reasons they homeschool is because they want their children to be lifelong learners that love learning and that their natural curiosity isn't squashed. So if this resonates with you, which it probably will if you're homeschooling, but you know, if you've been running into trouble in your homeschool and thinking, why are my kids, they don't want to do their work and they're so bored and they're complaining, take a look at what you're doing. Maybe you're just squashing their natural curiosity and just trying to do school at home. And I would encourage you to take a look at what you're doing and see if there's a better way to do it. I have some great posts on this and I'll stick them in the show notes at 411 com forward slash 47. So today's point is that the love of knowledge is the best motivation for learning. And today we're going to jump into three ways to motivate our children to learn. So are you ready to jump in? Here's the first thing I want to talk about is the atmosphere of where you're doing school and also a little bit about how you're doing school. So the atmosphere is kind of where and how. So what do I mean by this? Well, If desks in a room, in a homeschool room, are the way your kids learn best, totally go with that. But some of our kids would go crazy being in that environment. And I think we need to be flexible enough to make changes. Some of your kids need to be in a quiet place with no visual stimulation and no like extra things to distract them. You need to know that about your kids. The youngest kids do not need to be sitting in a desk for five hours a day. We know that in the traditional public school, that's what the youngest kids are, they have to do. They're in their desk a lot and they're in their classroom a lot instead of being outside exploring, instead of going to interesting places, instead of being able to use their hands and manipulate and just enjoy that natural curiosity. Um, you know, they're made to sit and they're, the play is not there. Hey, when you've got young kids, don't interrupt them playing to do school. They will have plenty of time to do school. There's, you know, you can do stuff regularly and get a little bit of school in, but don't go crazy. It will happen. I've talked to so many younger homeschooling moms who feel like, well, we have to like do school from eight to two and we have to do all the workbooks and all the grade level curriculum when they're in kindergarten and you do not. So think about that atmosphere of their learning environment, where and how you're doing school 
school. And if your kids are just not motivated and they're just having a hard time wanting to even do their schoolwork, take a look at what your environment and atmosphere is like. You know, even the how I think of their kids' different learning styles. Our kids are not the same. Some kids are going to do great with reading a, reading a paper and understanding what it says and filling out a worksheet. Some kids go, are going to need that kinesthetic movement and touching and, and manipulating things to understand math. Some kids are going to need the visuals and seeing charts or graphs or maps. And some kids are going to need the, uh, the oral um, aspect where they're hearing and being able to comprehend in that way. Some kids are the logical kids who need to hear things laid out in a factual, in a logical order. So think about how you're presenting information to your kids and take that into account. If they're really frustrated, maybe change it up to fit their learning style. The second thing that I'd like to chat about real quick when talking about motivating our kids to learn is actually to embrace the discipline of habit. And here's what I mean. If you're able to homeschool your kids right from the start or pretty close to the start, from the younger years, don't feel like time is wasted by establishing discipline and habit because those younger years It's really hard work, but it's really valuable for later on. You're making a foundation. So when you're taking time to teach your kids the habits of learning, how to focus, how to follow through with a task, how to have perseverance when things get hard, this is going to reap so many benefits later on. And this is going to make the teenage years not this big, troublesome, tumultuous time of homeschooling. It's going to actually make it enjoyable. I have three high schoolers this year and then two younger kids. And I tell everyone who asks, like people kind of go like, oh, you're homeschooling high school and they think it's hard. And I tell them all the time, this is so relaxing. It's so much easier than it was 10 years ago when they were all little. And so I think it's because we did establish habit. We established expectations of we're going to get our work done and we've got to focus and something's going to be hard, but you still have to work through it. And so this is going to help with motivation, believe it or not, because habit is when something becomes automatic. You don't have to stress out using mental energy over how you should do something or should you follow through or what's your next task or how do we accomplish our school day. When you're setting that foundation, it makes it so much easier to enjoy learning because they can actually like get into stuff they love and follow some of their passions and hobbies in high school because they've established those good habits of learning early on. So that's just a little tidbit that I wanted to mention where you want to motivate your kids to learn, but you do need to take time in the early years to really establish the discipline of habit. So number one, Think about your environment. Where are you doing school? How are you doing school? Is there any frustration in that sense? And then number two, have you taken the time to set the foundation of certain habits in your home and your homeschool? And now number three, let's chat about how ideas are presented. Remember, we don't want to school out the natural curiosity that our kids have when they're born. Give your children a feast. You don't need to limit the ideas you give them by just doing whatever 
content areas and textbooks always want you to do, right? Like you don't have to get a textbook that's dry and be like, we have to slog through American history because this is the way I was taught. You don't have to do that. You can be creative. You can present ideas in interesting ways. Give your children a feast. Allow them to use their senses to explore their surroundings and a nature walk and history and field trips and all of these things. There's so many wonderful ways to teach in homeschool that you, you can, because you only have a couple kids. You don't have 30 kids in your classroom. You only have your kids. So you have the freedom to be able to explore different ways to teach them things and present ideas in interesting ways. And another thing that I think is awesome with this is even when you get to high school, sometimes we think of high school as being so much more structured because you're meeting, you know, you have to have a transcript and they're going to have to graduate and meet graduation requirements. And it is more structured in that in elementary school, I'm not worried about tests and giving grades. We're just learning. We're soaking it all in. In high school, I've got to be a little more Um, diligent with grades and so do my kids. But the awesome thing I think about middle school and high school is that you have the chance to incorporate really creative electives. You can decide what your kids love to naturally do and incorporate that even into their transcript. So one of my kids is a computer whiz. He can build a computer from scratch. He loves all this stuff. And this is This is also a kid who has dyslexia. So he doesn't love the traditional school approach and textbook approach. Now, some of his school has to be kind of traditional. He has to get geometry done this year. But we can also do a computer class that's, you know, um, getting his skills up so he can get some computer certifications by the time he graduates that are going to look awesome on his resume. It's these kind of things that you can pursue. One of my other kids um, wants to go into business and he gets to work one day a week at a local insurance agency as a, in their office and he gets to do what interns do. He's a high school student working with adults talk about socialization, right? They always say the homeschool kids have no socialization skills. Well, he's with adults all day. He answers the phone like an adult, like he does computer work. He does errands. He does, you know, whatever they ask him to. And this is what I mean by, um, you know, presenting ideas. So my child that's working is getting so much on the job, um, exposure to new ideas and, and learning like an apprenticeship almost that I could never teach him in homeschool, but you have the wonderful way of presenting new information to your kids when you're homeschooling. So when they're young, don't school the curiosity out of them. Don't school the love of learning out of them. Oh, just like totally have fun with your kids. Sit on the couch, read, explore, uh, enjoy history, enjoy science, enjoy all these things. And when they get older, you can still do that, but in a different way. We're not all on the couch learning the same thing anymore. The kids are kind of going off on their own into their own interests and passions, but you can still totally give your children a feast. Let them go down rabbit trails. Let them pursue things that they enjoy and that they're talented in. I recently read in the Strengths Finder book, um, you know, most of us, like when you have a bad grade in school, what do your what do, you, do your parents want you to spend more time on? The thing that you got a bad grade on, right? They wanted you to spend more time on the thing you're bad at, not actually saying, oh, you're really good at this thing. Why don't you improve what you're already good at. And I know kids can't be failing in courses and stuff, but there was a really good point that that book made. We, we emphasize so much what we're bad at or what we're not 
you know, excellent at. We're like, you know, you guys have to work harder on that. What if instead we looked at our kids' strengths and we actually um, made our homeschools really support the strengths of our kids? And I think in high school, that's really important to do as our kids are getting ready to go to college or get a job or, you know, do their next thing in life. So I really think that love of knowledge is the best motivation for learning because listen, I don't have to tell my teenagers, Hey, Hey, make sure you get up on time. You're going to work today. That kid of mine, he's up before the crack of dawn and he's ready for work. He's coming to get us up to say, Hey, you got to drive us to work. And that kid of mine that is doing a computer course on his own, I don't have to tell him to do it. He's totally motivated because he loves it. He wants that knowledge and he's motivated. So as you're thinking of maybe your kids need a bit more motivation in homeschool and you're frustrated and there might be some problem areas, look at these three things we talked about. Number one, the atmosphere or environment. Where are you doing school? How are you doing school? Number two, habits and discipline. Have you set those foundations? Number three, give your children a feast. How are those ideas presented? You you know, homeschool, I, I just get so excited talking about homeschool because It's just such a great learning environment. And I know when I was growing up to be homeschooled, it would have been like in the dark ages of homeschooling. It might not have been as great. But today, there is so much out there, so much available, so many uh, people to get advice from and ideas from, so much material out there for homeschoolers that it's just an awesome time to be able to have the freedom to homeschool, the resources, the encouragement, and the flexibility, and to be able to enjoy that time with your kids. You know, you don't have to know everything. One of the best parts of homeschooling is actually learning right alongside of your kids. So I hope this little podcast has been a help to help you think through ways that you can motivate your homeschooled kids in their learning experience. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 47. I'll put a bunch of links to different things I discussed and blog posts and resources. And don't forget to check out my entrepreneurial courses for teens at 41more.teachable.com and use the coupon code MOXIE to save 20%. Hey, give this podcast a rating or review if you find it helpful. And that'll help more homeschool moms get the help and encouragement they need. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.